What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Uh, I'm Jonas and tonight I'm going to be taking you through another double episode, this time of NXT from Full Sail. Uh, looking at the 26th of December episode and the 2nd of January uh, from the WWE Network. This show from the 26th of December will feature a four-way number one contenders match with the winner going on to face Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title at TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, we'll focus on that in a bit. Uh, there will also be a match tonight between the Undisputed Era versus Heavy Machinery for the NXT Tag Team titles. So a lot on the line tonight. Uh, this should be an amazing episode of NXT and hopefully an entertaining episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Now, for those of you that watched the 2nd of January episode of NXT on the WWE Network, you know that they were they spent a fair bit of the evening recapping uh, the previous 12 months. And we'll have a, also have a look at some of the highlights of NXT from 2018. And they also spent a fair bit of the show going over the 2018 year-end awards uh, nominees. So I think they're planning to uh, announce the winners on WWE.com or maybe next week's episode of NXT. Now, we're not going to be looking too much at uh, their nominees for these awards, but instead, at the very end of the episode, we'll be looking at um, our Wrestling with Jonas NXT Awards for 2018, looking at uh, Male of the Year, Female of the Year, Feud of the Year, Match of the Year, and so on. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That'll be towards the end of this podcast. Going back to the 26th of December episode of NXT, um, the first match, as I mentioned earlier, kicking it all off, is the four-way number one contenders match for the Women's Championship. Uh, so the winner of this match will go on to face Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver Phoenix the night before the Royal Rumble. Uh, the four competitors, Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Lacey Evans and Bianca Belair. So Shirai uh, is amazing and one of the brightest things happening in NXT and WWE right now, in my opinion. She's yet to hit uh, top gear um, yet in NXT, but could be a contender for the NXT title, if not before, definitely after WrestleMania this year. Uh, when we see the entrances uh, for Mia Yim and uh, uh, Lacey Evans, uh, both very capable and talented wrestlers. However, the EST of NXT then makes her entrance Bianca Belair. Uh, whether you like her gimmick or not, Belair is extremely athletic, powerful, charismatic and so full of potential that she could very well be a top player in the NXT with, and WWE within the next year or two. Yim and Shirai uh, team up to start the match and they double team Belair uh, before the match goes to the outside. Uh, Yim nails a brilliant dive through ropes, through the ropes, taking out Belair on the steel rampway. Uh, but a mere second later, Shirai is flung through the ropes with the help of the bigger and more powerful Lacey Evans, propelling Shirai through the ropes and onto Belair and Yim at ringside. That was a, a heavy bump that Shirai took there. Shirai and Yim team up again, this time on Evans, with some effective double-team moves. Now, as mentioned in a previous episode, Evans is one of the handful of acts going up to the main roster within the coming weeks, along with Heavy Machinery, Nikki Cross, EC3 and Lars Sullivan. Out of these names, I expect Lacey Evans to be um, one of the acts more likely to succeed. Her look and her gimmick are quite strong and will likely get over with the fans, mainly because of these parts of her character. Her wrestling style is definitely improving. Uh, Lacey has pulled off some um, impressive high spots in various matches in NXT in 2018, but her overall experience is still growing. 
Some might say it's not quite where it, where it should be, where it needs to be um, for a main roster call-up. Um, however, if you compare her with the likes of the Iconics or maybe Lana, she's head and shoulders ahead of them already with her ability in the ring. So I think she'll be okay. However, I don't see her as competition yet for uh, the likes of Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, or dare I say it, Ronda Rousey just yet. However, as mentioned, she does have the look and the character that Vinnie Mac is generally a fan of. Back to the match, we see all four wrestlers pair off with Yim and Shirai teaming together once again and uh, Evans and Belair creating a heel partnership um, only until the heels start to interfere with each other's pinning attempts to prevent uh, the other from gaining the win. Shirai hits a beautiful springboard missile dropkick only to be flattened herself by a spear from Belair uh, with Belair getting a two count in the process. Shirai hits a double stomp, a 619, a flying missile drop kick, um, all on Bianca Belair for a two count. Uh, Lacey Evans nails Yim with the women's rights, gaining a near pinfall, only to have the cover broken up by Belair. Shirai hits a picture perfect moonsault on Evans for a close near full of her own, um, only to be pulled from the cover by Bianca Belair, who unceremoniously dumps Shirai over the top rope and to the floor allowing Belair to hoist Evans into her torture rack slam, the KOD for the cover and the win in just over 13 minutes. So that was an excellent match uh, with contributions from all four wrestlers, uh, but it was Bianca Belair who got the win in impressive fashion and will go on to face Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver Phoenix on the 26th of January. I'm not convinced uh, Belair will walk away with the championship um, that night, but it will be a great opportunity to showcase her talents on a bigger stage like a takeover, and it could be one of the highlights of the night. I can't wait for that match. Then we see uh, Jackson Riker versus Mitch Taverna. So Riker is accompanied to the ring by he, uh, to the, for this match by Blake and Cutler, the Forgotten Sons. Uh, Jackson Riker, the former gunner in TNA or Impact Wrestling, doesn't waste too much time in manhandling his opponent for an easy win here. Uh, the reports are that the end of this match had to be recorded in front of a live audience three times in total to allow Riker to properly execute his finisher, which was a slingshot powerbomb on his unfortunate opponent here after the two earlier botches. Uh, I'm not convinced that the Forgotten Sons have anything unique or exciting to offer and I don't hold out much hope for them if and when they go up to the main roster. They're too similar to other acts that have gone before them uh, with the likes of Sanity already struggling to get any airtime on SmackDown uh, despite having a more entertaining act all over. Uh, when you compare them to the likes of uh, Blake, Cutler and Riker, um, Sanity in my opinion definitely have the upper hand but they're still not cutting the mustard on Smackdown just yet I'm not sure the botched finishes before the live audience are going to endure them to the management team unless improvements are made pretty soon we then see a nice video package fe featuring the Velveteen Dream now this is an act that are, that could do very well on the main roster um, I know that uh, the company are very high on Dream and the sky's the limit for this 23 year old wrestling prodigy in my opinion I expect to see the Dream on the main roster tearing it up big time at some point in 2019 Next we see highlights of the Steel Cage main event uh, from last week between Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano with Gargano gaining the pinfall victory after interference from the reigning NXT champ Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, we see Tommaso Ciampa backstage uh, with Goldie saying that last week was his vindication 
Johnny Gargano listened and Johnny Gargano followed his lead and pinned Alistair Black. And where does that lead Johnny Gargano? The champ believes that Johnny should get an opportunity at the North American title. Champa says that this is everything they've ever talked about in every hotel and on every car ride. Uh, they talked about DIY taking over NXT. Think about it, Tommaso Ciampa walks out of NXT TakeOver, NXT Champion, and Johnny Gargano walking out the North American Champion. The possibilities are endless, says Tommaso, as the segment ends. Tommaso Ciampa once again playing the puppet master, manipulating his former best friend and once bitter enemy into listening to his every word. I, for one, would love to see Gargano versus Ricochet at TakeOver Phoenix in a few weeks' time. Uh, that could be a show stealer in itself with uh, NXT TakeOver Phoenix being the last TakeOver before the TakeOver in New York over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, how will the storyline develop further between these two after everything they've been through? Um, I'm expecting more twists and turns in the story between Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano. Then we get the main event for our one at the Undisputed Era versus Heavy Machinery uh, for the NXT Tag Team Championships. So Heavy Machinery comes to the ring first with good ovation from the fans at Full Sail. Uh, the commentator states how Otis and Tucker have been undefeated for over six months, earning themselves a championship match tonight against the best tag team in all of NXT and possibly WWE at the moment, the Undisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, the first and only two-time NXT Tag Team Champions, come to the ring and are treated more like babyfaces by the fans uh, at full sale, especially when O'Reilly expertly shreds his championship bout as well as any lead guitarist in history. Uh, when Undisputed get onto the main roster, I honestly believe that they could be as over as any group or faction currently on either Raw or SmackDown, um, or at least they deserve to be, in my opinion. Tucker starts the match by showing some neat groundwork uh, against O'Reilly, demonstrating a lesser-known amateur background from the big man. Otis soon gets tagged in, where he shows off his strength and power as he throws Roddy Strong around the ring for fun. With O'Reilly, the legal man, inside the ring, Tucker attempts to get back inside only to be attacked from behind by Strong, dropping Tucker off the ring apron and flat onto the mats on the outside, back first and with a splat. That was an amazing impact and definitely swung the advantage back in the favour of the era. O'Reilly and Strong go to work on Tucker in the corner with heavy kicks and slaps, expertly cutting the ring in half. Strong gets tagged in to nail an Olympic slam and then applying an Indian deathlock on the bigger Tucker Knight. Dozovic eventually gets tagged in uh, to flatten both of his opponents before demonstrating his technical wizardry uh, that I'm sure Zack Sabre Jr. would be proud of with his trademark worm and elbow drop combo on Roddy Strong. Heavy Machinery gets a close near fall with their Hoss Toss double team move for a two count. Tucker Knight crashes back down to earth, however, after missing with an impressive moonsault that would have won him the match and the championship had it hit its target. Otis then tries his luck, climbing to the top rope. Uh, Roddy Strong climbs up to meet the big man, but Otis is just too big and too strong for Roddy Strong to pull uh, off the attempted suplex by himself. Kyle O'Reilly uh, then helps his tag team partner with a Tower of Doom assist, allowing Strong and O'Reilly to superplex the massive Dozovic to the canvas. That was, an imp that was very impressive, uh, but Strong could only manage a two count. The match ends when Strong and O'Reilly sets Dozovic up for their total elimination, 
high low double team for the one two three pinfall victory and to retain their tag team titles in a highly entertaining match all four members of undisputed era then celebrate on the stage area as this hour of nxt goes off the air both teams played their part very well in this match and i think it deserves a solid three stars the 2nd of January episode of NXT starts with a graphic of our main event to come uh, for tonight. The rematch from TakeOver War Games, where Matt Riddle stunned his opponent Cassius Ono with a win in only 6 seconds. Uh, to sh start the show, they replay the six-man match f for the North American Championship, which took place at TakeOver New Orleans at WrestleMania weekend uh, in April 2018. Now, I was lucky enough to be at that show, and this was the first match on the card. It went over 30 minutes, and it was a bona fide five-star classic with amazing action from bell to bell. Huge high spots and bumps, especially the Velveteen Dreams. Huge elbow drop from the top of the ladder onto Lars Sullivan. Um, the, the spot with the two ladders at ringside when all six men crashed through the ladders um, was, was simply stunning and breathtaking um, as well as all of the crazy flips and dives from Ricochet who was making his NXT debut along with uh, EC3 in this match. When the match finally ended uh, I turned to the guy next to me and said well that's it cancel WrestleMania nobody can follow that it was the best match of my entire time in New Orleans and it was uh, only one of the first ones at that time for me to, to watch uh, before the, the remaining uh, four or five matches at TakeOver and WrestleMania to come the following day it was just that damn good the match was of course won by Adam Cole on the night and Cole was one of if not the most over wrestlers um, over that entire WrestleMania weekend with the possible exception of Ronda Rousey um, everyone was doing the Adam Cole baby chants uh, wherever you went uh, up and down Bourbon Street in the Smoothie King Center inside the Superdome prior to uh, this year's WrestleMania in New York slash New Jersey um, I will detail my entire time um, in New Orleans and Wrestlemania uh, to get you all in the mood for this year's Wrestlemania extravaganza. However, one of the best storylines to have happened in the last couple of years has been the storyline between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, which started when Ciampa attacked Gargano in 2017, all culminating in a huge grudge match at the very same takeover New Orleans. Uh, the match bookended that takeover show perfectly with the six-man ladder match uh, mentioned earlier starting the night and of course the feud and storyline still very much alive today with Gargano being manipulated by the evil puppet master Tommaso Ciampa as Johnny Wrestling appears to have embraced his inner dark side and allowed his emotions to get the better of him. This match in New Orleans against uh, Champa was Champa's first match back since suffering an injury the very same night that he attacked and turned his back on former best friend Gargano uh, the previous year. This unsanctioned match between the two in New Orleans was brutal. It was emotional. It was violent. It was absolutely brilliant and finished the evening off uh, that night's takeover on a real high with Gargano getting his revenge on his former best friend. Who would have thought that uh, a year later their story arc was still going and going strong. This NXT from the 2nd of January recaps the NXT Championship match from TakeOver New Orleans between Alistair Black and Andrade Cien Almas. And this match almost gets lost in the mix as everyone seems to remember the, the matches between Gargano and Ciampa and the six-man ladder match for the North American Championship. However, this match had everyone on the edge of their seats and was equally as good as anything else on that card that evening. Alistair Black, of course, won the match and the championship.
they then recap the championship match between Champa and Black, where a backfired interference from Johnny Gargano caused Black to lose the title to Champa in another outstanding match, adding further fuel to that storyline. This was the last time that we saw Black after he suffered an injury at a house show, which led to the Who Attacked Alistair Black parking lot storyline angle which uh, kept people guessing for a number of months until Johnny Ogano unveiled himself as the attacker. The focus then turns to Undisputed Era and their year of dominance in the tag team division. Their matches with uh, only Lorcan and Danny Birch were, were, was aired on this edition of NXT, which was an incredible match in itself, uh, but not as good in my opinion as the era's matches and rivalry with Moustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, which gave us several classic matches and two title changes between both teams in their series of matches. The majority of this show of NXT was looking at the end of year awards uh, nominees. However, stay tuned because at the end of this episode of Wrestling with Johnners, I'll be doing my own end of year awards for the NXT brand based on the last 12 months of TV action from Full Sail or from what I think has been the best ever year of NXT takeovers from NXT. We then get a recap of the match at TakeOver War Games between Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black in another outstanding match uh, and match of the year contender that is definitely worth a second viewing if you haven't already. Then on to uh, the match I've been looking forward to, the uh, kind of main event of the uh, 2nd of January episode, Matt Riddle, the King of Bros versus the knockout artist Cassius Ono. Now I've been, uh, I haven't been uh, as excited about an individual such as Matt Riddle for a long, long time now. He is definitely a bona fide, uh, not just superstar, but megastar, in my opinion. And 2019 has to be the year where people really start to take notice of this guy. Uh, I don't think uh, he'll be in NXT for too long before being called up to the main roster. And I honestly believe that uh, he'll be part of the SmackDown Live uh, brand when the Fox contract starts in October. Fox will be after legitimate athletes to produce a more reality sports-based wrestling show and uh, not full of silly gimmicks and two-minute matches with poor, poor storylines. Otherwise, there could be a risk of SmackDown being downgraded to Fox Sports 1, which will not get the viewers and will not uh, have been what Fox or the WWE were expecting from the deal. The King of Bros is the future of the WWE, and I, for one, am glad to be covering here on Wrestling With Johnners. Cassius Ono is the grizzled veteran uh, who was embarrassed by Riddle at TakeOver War Games in November in only six seconds and tonight is after some revenge for that match. The bell rings and Riddle goes for the same knee strike that took Ono out of War Games in only six seconds, but Ono was quick to avoid it. Instead, going for his patented rolling elbow, but Riddle ducks that before pummeling Ono in the corner with stiff strikes and kicks. Riddle hoists Ono up for an exploder suplex uh, and a running senton. Uh, ono gains control with a thrust uh, to Riddle's throat before sending him across the ring with a brutal release suplex. Ono punishes the King of Bros with a stiff kick in the corner before nailing a rolling senton for a two count. The ma this match is already super stiff as you would expect from both guys but Ono is firmly in control but uh, only up until Riddle plants Ono with a delayed German suplex with a bridge for a near fall. The match goes back and forth until Cassius Ono executes two successive sentons. Ono attempts a third, but Riddle brings up the knees before applying his bro mission submission, causing Ono to tap out to the King of Bros in just over six minutes. 
Now that was another fun match with some super stiff strikes from both guys. But just when you think that that was the end of the show, Matt Riddle puts his fist out over the top rope with Ono on the floor to give him a fist bump as a show of uh, sportsmanship. At first, Ono declines the offer, but eventually gets into the ring, offering his fist bump after all. Riddle accepts the offer, only for Ono to grab and hold Riddle's arm before running him shoulder first into the ring post. Ono isn't done there, and with Riddle now on the outside, Ono sends him first into the uh, barrier at ringside, then into the steel steps, not once but twice, before hitting a rolling elbow. Then Ono adds insult to injury by giving the King of Bros the fist bump as the fans chant, you tapped out to Ono as the show goes off air. As mentioned, that was a really fun rematch from War Games and a good storyline development showing that Ono is not happy and that he's not done with the King of Bros just yet. But after two successive losses to Riddle, it'll be interesting to see how Cassius Ono can get one up on Riddle the next time they face each other in the ring. Finishing Move Limited, specialising in simple, stylish and versatile items to elevate your everyday. Check out their Instagram at Finishing Move Limited and find their elevated essentials range at finishingmovelimited.com. Now, with all this talk of uh, NXT's end of year awards and nominees, well, for what it's worth, I think I'll go ahead and give you my NXT end of year awards for 2018. I've got a, a few categories and I'm not going to kind of dwell on uh, this segment for too long. First of all, I want to look at um, NXT Newcomer of the Year. So I've, I've chosen two here. Uh, one of them's a little bit of a cheat. Uh, the first one uh, is not from NXT America, but from NXT UK. And I'm going to give um, uh, the first of two awards here to Rhea Ripley. So Rhea Ripley, we first came across Rhea Ripley back in the 2017 May Young Classic and I don't think she got past the uh, the first round stage there we saw her again with a different gimmick a different character um, stronger more heel persona a real Ripley at this year's May Young Classic and she went through to the semi-final uh, if you you may remember that in the quarterfinal she uh, uh, went up against Tiga Knox Tiga Knox injured herself um, on, a, on a dive on the outside that went wrong and she's now out of action, suffering with various uh, n- n- leg injuries, knee injuries and tears. Um, Rhea Ripley went on to the semi-final, uh, lost that match. And then she appeared um, in NXT UK when that brand launched its own TV show a few months ago. Ripley went through to the final of that tournament, faced Tony Storm in the final in a very, very good match and uh, ended up winning the match and the championship to be the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. Uh, she's been pretty dominant in that women's division ever since and is uh, defending a title this coming Saturday against Tony Storm in a match that should be um, just as good as their final encounter a few weeks back. My newcomer of the year for the NXT America brand is, of course, Ricochet. Now, Ricochet is a bit of a darling of the indies, um, wrestled all over the world. His high-flying flips and dives um, has been a favourite of many indie promotions and fans all around the world. But he has matured a lot in the last few years. And certainly since his debut in NXT, you can see that he has developed um, a certain persona, character, and um, uh, adds a lot of story to his matches um, on top of the amazing uh, array of moves that he has. 
Ricochet, of course, debuted uh, this year, uh, sorry, 2018, at uh, NXT New Orleans WrestleMania weekend in the uh, amazing uh, classic six-man ladder match for the North American Championship. Ricochet has since gone on to uh, beat Adam Cole to be the North American Champion himself and uh, has been in uh, many amazing matches in NXT in 2018. And I do think that uh, he could be um, a big, firm favourite amongst the WWE audience when he's eventually called up to the main roster. However, at the moment, I'm perfectly satisfied with him entertaining the masses on the NXT brand. So congratulations to those two. Tag Team of the Year. I think there can be only one winner, and that's Undisputed Era. I think they've entertained us from the excellent matches uh, they've had with Mustache Mountain, Only Lorkin and Danny Birch. Even against Tevin Machinery, they've had some entertaining matches. Uh, but I think from Kyle O'Reilly's entertaining walk down the aisle with his uh, uh, NXT Championship uh, bout in hand, playing it as if he was Jimi Hendrix reincarnated, uh, through to Roddy Strong's amazing array of backbreakers even um, Adam Cole Bebe uh, being an amazing North American champion and really coming into his own uh, this year um, he was part of the uh, tag team that won the championship at New Orleans and helped to uh, provide a little bit of cover while Bobby Fish was out injured but I think as a faction they're absolutely amazing but Roddy Strong and Kyle O'Reilly definitely the tag team of the year for me um, honorable mention has to go to and I might be a little bit biased in this but uh, Moustache Mountain their matches with Undisputed Era firstly in June at the Royal Albert Hall when they won the NXT Tag Team Championships was fantastic uh, an amazing match a good you know nearly a five-star match then they had uh, a rematch a few weeks later on NXT TV uh, with Trent Servan's selling of his leg injury, Tyler Bate having to throw in the towel, even Dave Meltzer said it was a five-star match. Um, that's one of my matches of the whole year, without a shadow of a doubt. And then, of course, um, in August, Undisputed Era defended their title and regained their title against Mustache Mountain in another excellent match. So a series of matches there, three matches, um, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era, uh, absolute classics. Um, I actually saw these two wrestle at uh, WWE Access on the morning of WrestleMania uh, this past April in New Orleans, and uh, that was an excellent match as well. But I think, um, yeah, Mustache Mountain, definitely honourable mentions and runner-up to uh, Undisputed Era for Tag Team of the Year, in my opinion. Female of the Year has to go to Shayna Baszler. She's gone from strength to strength to strength. Uh, not only very similar to Ronda Rousey, is she very, very sound in the ring. Uh, she, her character has come a long way. Her menacing, violent wrestling style has just... It's this air of realism that the MMA fighters coming into WWE are demonstrating. Shayna Baszler, I think, has probably been one of the most improved performers in WWE over the last couple of years. And I don't think it's going to be too long before we see her uh, on the main roster. As I mentioned earlier, um, in a similar vein to Matt Riddle, possibly on the SmackDown brand when Fox take over in October for that more kind of realistic, athletic, uh, sports, entertainment side of, of, of wrestling. So that more reality-based uh, wrestling that Fox uh, should be after. Honourable mention, uh, runner-up in this uh, award, I'm going to give to Kyrie Sane. So Kyrie Sane, 
Scott always kind of done it for me in terms of her wrestling ability inside the ring, but her character is not quite clicked. And I think um, when her feud with Shayna Baszler started to um, heat up a little bit, especially in their match at Evolution and then again at TakeOver War Games, there was a lot more emotion to Kairi Zane and uh, um, a lot more depth in her character. And um, yeah, she made a believer out of me. Uh, like I say, she's always uh, made me a firm believer with her wrestling style. As it's got towards the back end of 2018, she certainly made a firm believer in me in terms of her character and her ability to sell and show that emotional side. So yeah, uh, definitely an honourable mention and a, a solid runner-up in this category. Male of the Year. I was uh, kind of um and iron between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano here. Um, but I think when you look at the amount of exceptional matches that Johnny Gargano has been a part of, his uh, feud and match with uh, Andrade Cien Elmas at the takeover um, at the early part of the year, I think just before the Rumble 2018, um, his uh, amazing series of matches with Tommaso Ciampa with some solid four and a half slash five star matches there between the two of them. And then Johnny Gargano's match with Alistair Black at TakeOver War Games. You've got a good handful of matches there that are high four stars and, and, and even a couple of five stars thrown in there. Um, and the common denominator is Johnny Gargano every single time. He's been absolutely outstanding. I think his uh, character work has really come on leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. And this feud with Tommaso Ciampa with Johnny Gargano being the, the ultimate underdog and the ultimate babyface going from that to embracing uh, more of an, uh, an emotional side, um, more of a heel characteristics, uh, the dark side of Johnny Gargano to a point where, you know, he possibly uh, joining Tommaso Ciampa to reform DIY, but more of a, a darker heel side of DIY. Uh, could Johnny Gargano's storyline arc with Tommaso Ciampa end up with a babyface turn? And eventually Gargano uh, winning the NXT Championship. That could be the ultimate ending and a really good combination of a couple of years storytelling here. Second place, uh, honourable mention, needs to go to Tommaso Ciampa for his role in all of this. Um, he's definitely been one of, if not the best heels in NXT and WWE and all of wrestling in 2018 since he returned to face Johnny Gargano in the unsanctioned um, blood feud grudge match in New Orleans uh, and their subsequent matches, their street fights, their last man standing matches, um, top notch, top draw, out of this world, absolutely fantastic. And I think the two uh, of the wrestlers, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, they know each other so well that uh, it was going to be nothing other than amazing between the two of them. Takeover of the year. I might sound a little bit biased, but I think a, a lot of commentators have said exactly the same thing, that it has to go to take over New Orleans um, WrestleMania weekend, April 2018. From top to bottom, all five matches were outstanding. Uh, I've, I've spoken a lot already about the six-man ladder match. Uh, it went on to the NXT Women's Championship, where Ember Moon defended a title um, to the eventual winner, Shayna Baszler, in a, an amazing match. Then the NXT Tag Team Championships, where you had AOP, uh, versus Undisputed Era with Adam Cole coming out, injured ribs and all, from the six-man ladder match only two matches earlier. Um, Adam Cole was uh, pairing up with Kyle O'Reilly, and the third opponent in this tag match was Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne. And of course, uh, Roddy Strong turned his back on Pete Dunne um, and pulled uh, Kyle O'Reilly onto the fallen Pete Dunne 
for the uh, victory. So Undisputed Era manages to re retain their Tag Team Championships with the help of Roddy Strong. And of course, the end of the match saw Roddy Strong pulling off the um, the armband, the Undisputed armband from Adam Cole, putting it on himself and officially put himself into the Undisputed Era. Then we had Alistair Black versus Cien Almas, where Alistair Black won the, uh, the championship. And as I mentioned earlier, this is very much a match that goes under the radar um, at TakeOver New Orleans. And then, of course, the unsanctioned match between Gargano and Ciampa. Um, top to bottom, an amazing match, an amazing card um, that I was lucky enough to be at. And it really was the highlight of my WrestleMania weekend. Um, I think honourable mention, second place needs to go to TakeOver War Games. Um, the War Games match uh, that main evented this show was probably one of the weaker elements um, of the show. Of course, it all kicked off with Curry Sane versus Shayna Baszler, with Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Shafir getting involved. And then we saw Dakota Kai and Io Shirai coming out for the babyface uh, team. Uh, Kairi Sane to uh, um, help uh, assist Kairi Sane, but Shayna Baszler still manages, managed to pull off the win here um, against Kairi Sane. You had Tommaso Ciampa versus the Velveteen Dream for the NXT uh, Championship in a, an outstanding match, uh, match of the night. In my opinion, was Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. Once again, another one of the matches that Johnny Gargano featured in. Um, he had so many amazing matches in 2018. And this uh, really capping off the year for Gargano as far as classic matches were concerned. Uh, but as good as TakeOver All Games was, not quite as good as TakeOver New Orleans. Feud of the year has to be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier. Um, Honourable mentioned in second place was Johnny Gargano again in his feud with Alistair Black. Of course, um, it, it kind of all started with the Alistair Black um, who attacked Alistair Black in the car park um, angle, which went on for months and months and months. As the angle was going on, you kind of saw a slightly more shadier side of Johnny Gargano to the point where he actually attacked Alistair Black in the ring um, to announce himself as the attacker leading to their match at War Games. Um, but uh, their, their feud since then has been top-notch and Alistair Black of course has become um, entwined um, into the feud with Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa um, so uh, Johnny Gargano versus Alistair Black definitely picking up runner place uh, runner-up spot there for feud of the year match of the year I've mentioned it so many times already in this podcast alone but the six-man ladder match for the North American Championship at TakeOver New Orleans uh, the competitors, once again, you had Velveteen Dream, EC3 making his NXT debut, Ricochet making his NXT debut, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, Adam Cole. And Adam Cole, of course, was the eventual winner. Um, and the match went about 35 minutes. Uh, that's it. They could have ended WrestleMania weekend there. As far as I was concerned after that match, it, I was spent. It was amazing. Everybody was up on their feet. Um, a, 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 an amazing match. Um Five stars, in my opinion. Uh, Honourable mention and runner-up was Mustache Mountain when they lost their NXT Tag Team Championships to the Undisputed Era, um, having only just won the titles at the Royal Albert Hall in June. Uh, they lost them on NXT TV on July the 11th to Undisputed Era in a, a five-star classic. Even Big Dave said it was five stars uh, with Trent Seven 
doing the most amazing, exquisite, sublime selling job uh, with his knee injury. Tyler Bate having to, uh, couldn't, couldn't see his friend take any more punishment, threw in the towel for Undisputed Era to regain their titles um, and being the first and only so far two-time NXT Tag Team Champions. Final award of the night from me, Prospect of the Year 2019. So looking ahead to this year, um, I'm going to uh, give you a, a winner, both uh, male and female. I think for females, Io Shirai. So she was runner-up in this in last year's May Young Classic, uh, losing to Tony Storm at WWE Evolution in a wonderful match. Um, Io Shirai didn't really set uh, the world alight during the May Young Classic. She actually uh, botched um, a few of her moonsaults, not quite hitting the, the target as well as they were intended. Uh, but since then, she's really gone on from strength to strength, certainly um, as she's um, been pairing up with Dakota Kai and getting involved in the Shayna Bays and Kairi Sane feud. Um, and I think uh, what kind of turned me around to Io Shirai was at um, NXT TakeOver War Games um, in the match between Baszler and Sane, uh, where Io Shirai came out to help her longtime friend Kyrie Sane and um, to fend off the uh, uh, the MMA horsewoman um, Jessamine Duke and Marine Shafir and uh, hit a picture-perfect moonsault from the top turnbuckle to the outside um, in her street clothes um, onto uh, the, the uh, uh, horsewomen on the outside. Um, and then since then, she's been absolutely fantastic. We've seen her a few times on NXT TV. We've seen her, uh, covered her on tonight's episode of Wrestling with Jonas um, on the 26th December episode in the four-way number one contenders match for the NXT Women's uh, Championship. And she's been top-notch, top draw, and I think that 2019 is just going to be her year. Matt Riddle is going to be my prospect of the year for 2019 um, for all the reasons I mentioned earlier. He's got the, the look, he's got the personality, he's got the moves um, and uh, I haven't been as excited about an individual as I am about Matt Riddle in a long, long time. Uh, so I think the king of bros um, could be the king of WWE before too long and I don't expect to see him in NXT um, for too long before he's called up. Later on this week, I'll be covering the Go Home NXT UK show ahead of their first event, NXT UK TakeOver in Blackpool, England. This should be an amazing show, which I'll be covering in detail here on Wrestling With Johnners. If you haven't already, uh, please check out our Wrestle Kingdom review show, uh, which you can find on YouTube or any other podcast platform you choose to get your podcasts from, where uh, my friend uh, Chris, Half Decent and uh, Heather cover their top five matches from the January the 4th extravaganza from the Tokyo Dome. As mentioned in last week's NXT UK recap, 2019 is going to be an amazing year for all wrestling fans and for listeners of Wrestling With Jonas. Um, and we will be right here covering as much as possible um, from uh, all of the highlights um, and all of the shows each and every week. There will be some major developments with Wrestling With Johnners as we march into 2019 with plenty of new content coming your way. We're in the process of securing some uh, interviews with people connected to the wrestling business, which will soon be available on this podcast, as well as plenty of new content and different ways to listen to Wrestling With Johnners over the next couple of months. More news on this to come. In the meantime, keep listening to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode of Wrestling with Jonas. And if you have any questions or want to get in touch with the show, simply email the show at wrestlingwithjonas at gmail.com. Give us your feedback, get in touch, let us know what you think. You can also get in touch via our Twitter page at withjonas underscore WWJ. Visit our YouTube page, simply search Wrestling with Jonas. You can now follow us on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash wrestling with Jonas. I'll be back in the next few days to give you the go-home show for NXT UK as they head towards Blackpool on Saturday the 12th of January. I will also have another episode um, of Wrestling with Jonas looking at NXT US um, in the coming days. But in the meantime, please like, please share, please um, shout about Wrestling with Jonas to your friends and family and uh, get the word out there. So that's all uh, for this week. Um, I hope you have a great week. Uh, keep listening to Wrestling with Jonas. Take care and speak to you all soon.